Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in once again. I hope you're having a lovely lunch. Tell me what you're eating. I'm very intrigued. Um, Today, I thought I would do more of like a chatty session. I don't know. I'm going to use a random word generator and it's going to tell me a word and I'll see if I can think of something interesting to say about it. Um, So I've just done it. And the first word that came up was primary. And all that reminds me of is primary school. So I guess I'm going to talk a bit about my life at primary school. Um, So where to even begin? I went to primary school really close to my house, like locally. Um, It was actually really nice because I got to just walk to school like every day, which was I actually really am thankful for. I think that was really nice. Um, I went to two different primary schools. I went to one when I was like four to what end of year two. So what is that? Six, seven. Um, And then I went to another one, which was just down the road, actually. Um, I don't actually know why I did that. Um, But yeah, so what was I like at primary school? All I think about when I think about primary school is like all those, um, what are they called? Nativities. And how embarrassing they are. Oh my God. I was literally the first one. I was like this weird angel fairy, which like, not gonna lie. I don't think that was at uh, Jesus's birth, but, um, and then I was also like some random dancer. I don't know. It was very odd. Like, I feel like they were just trying to pick the most obscure people just to like fill the time because to be honest, there's not that many people in the store is there. I mean, the whole point is that he's like born in a stable. So it's not exactly going to be crowds of people there, but uh, they, yeah, they made me a dancer and a fairy. That's all I really remember. And I remember this really vivid time. I, I don't know why I remember this so vividly. I think it's just because I've watched back the video so many times because it's so funny. But basically, you know how in like the nativities they have like songs and stuff. So there was this song that it was really slow and it was just like kind of boring and I still to this day, I don't like slow songs. Like I've just never really vibed with like really slow emotional songs. Um, yeah, they're not really my, my pick of the crop. So they were, I have to sing this song, right? But I just found it really super boring. So I just couldn't be bothered. So if you watch me in this video, I'm literally miming the words, but I thought that I was miming them, like mouthing them so well. Like I thought that, you know, I looked as if I was singing it. But if you watch this video back, it's so obvious. My mouth is like so wide and no noise is coming out. Everyone's like singing really lovely. And then they pan on me and I'm like looking like I'm screaming, but there's no (laughs) voice coming out. And it's so obvious that I'm not even singing. So um, that's my biggest memory of that. Um, What else have I done in primary school? Oh my God, in primary school, which is actually really funny. But I used to, in year three, I really vividly remember hiding in the loo every single drama lesson. So basically in this drama lesson, we'd, um, it was kind of weird. We'd go round and so two people would have to go to the front and be like a character. So let's say I was like Tracy Beaker or something. And then you have to act like them, but without like giving away that you're them. So it's kind of like, you know, that word game where you have to describe a word without saying that exact word like there are a few words that you can't say so it's kind of like that but with people and anyways so I was new at this school it was the second school that I went to and I 
absolutely hated like I'm so shy when I was younger like honestly and I still kind of am in a weird way like people don't think I am but I'm just like faking it anyway um and I had to go up and like pretend to be a character and I just this was like my worst nightmare like hell no am I going to the front of this class in front of these people that I basically don't even know and I'm already super shy and like pretending to be this other person it was like absolute nightmare so every single week without a doubt they'd like we'd go around the class so I knew like my turn was coming up and when it was coming up I would ask the teacher she was actually so lovely but I would ask the teacher if I could go to the loo And then I would just hide in the loo until my turn was over and then come back. And I did that every single week. And thinking about it, it was actually quite nice of the teacher to just let me like go out, to be honest, because it's so obvious that I was just hiding. Um, But yeah, I just remember being so, so like embarrassed. I don't know. I was so awkward and I just didn't want to do it. Um, I felt like everyone has those kind of stories, though. But yeah, I really really didn't enjoy the fact of being in the front of this class where I really didn't know these people and like pretending to be someone it was it was awful um but yeah that's my most vivid memory of that (laughs) um what's another embarrassing story I can't even think now uh I just remember like very weird I don't know like it was quite a weird (laughs) experience like being in primary school you know it's just very random like memories like doing rounders in the local park and just like doing like hilly horror run and like running around and then people like throwing up that's literally my memories of primary school is just doing like sports like I swear I didn't learn anything and um the only thing I really remember in like learning is in year six our teacher was a bit weird not gonna lie he was we were 11 okay we were literally 11 years old like, I think, no, I would have been 10 most of the year. Um, would I? I don't know. But um, yeah, so he would show us videos for like, uh, that are like 12 rated and 15 rated. So basically we were learning about the war and he showed us um, the movie Anne Frank. And he also showed us another movie that's got Daniel Radcliffe in um, about Rudyard Kipling's son. Um And both of them were like, I think Anne Frank was rated 12. The other one was rated 15. That's a bit dodgy, no? That is like a bit dodgy. And then he showed us a video of a tsunami, which I vividly remember. Um, He also showed us a video of this woman. It was this Roald Dahl story and they had made it into a TV show. And it was like this woman stuffing her visitors. It was honestly the creepiest thing. Like I couldn't sleep for so long and he would always show us these really weird videos and I'm actually thinking back and I'm like that's actually very very odd um but yeah talking about Roald Dahl there's the new um The Witches coming out and I remember watching The Witches the original when I was growing up and it is the scariest thing like so so haunting also just like other shows like Watership Down and like just really creepy movies. I mean, like Coraline, I swear that's like a, what, a PG or something. I just don't get it. I'm like, honestly terrified. <laughs> I can't watch horror movies to like ever. I just can't. It, it, I just can't sleep for like, honestly, a week. I remember watching Women in Black with my friend when we were 11. And yeah, couldn't sleep for a good week. Like, absolutely terrified. 
Um, and people think that's not that scary. And I'm like, that is the scariest movie. That's honestly the scariest movie I've ever watched. I mean, that's a bit embarrassing to say, but yeah, that is, that is genuinely all I can do. Um, nothing, nothing more than that. Um, all right. Well, I've been chatting for a long time, so I'll play you some music. Um, and yeah, enjoy your lunch and thank you for tuning in. Love you all. Uh, yeah, here we go. When I was young, it seemed that life was so wonderful. A miracle. Oh, it was beautiful, magical. And all the birds in the trees, they'd be singing so happily. Oh, joyfully.
actually kind of enjoying this uh, theme of childhood. So maybe I'll I'll keep on going on about mine. <laughs> Hopefully that's a uh, semi interesting. Um, but yeah, childhood. What else have I got to say about it? I feel like childhood. It's just so authentic, isn't it? Because you just have no idea of anything around you. I mean, I was at the supermarket the other day. Why am I always at the supermarket? <laughs> Literally the very only like eventful moment of the day. But um, there was just this kid screaming his head off. And it's just very weird, like how he has no idea that everyone's looking at him or like, okay, maybe he does have an idea, but he just doesn't even care. And no like sense of environment, no sense of self, you know, no, no idea that everyone's looking at him like not embarrassed at all just kind of just you know wanting that ice cream and screaming to hopefully get it it's just very strange how we develop this way of um being where that is super embarrassing I mean especially in Britain I feel like everyone's just so embarrassed about everything like everyone's saying sorry the whole time and like being on the tube and just you know being bumping into someone being like oh sorry like everyone's so not um able to contain their space like people aren't people are embarrassed that they're taking up space do you know what I mean whereas when you're a child you just have no idea about that and there's something so great about that because you're just so yourself you know you're so not influenced by society or like the world around you and I think that is that is so so crazy to think that we have developed in a way where we are really like very dependent on what other people think and what other people, how other people perceive us is very important. And when you're a child, that is just something that never crosses your mind and something, you know, you're just, if you're talkative, you're talkative, like you're not apologetic about it. You're just yourself. I find it interesting to see how people change do you guys think that people change because I feel like they do I mean I feel like I don't know people are gonna be like here she goes but I feel like people have the core self from their like zodiac (laughs) which is like you can't change your core self you know that's like written in the stars that's beyond the universe that you were born at that time and that place and that's who you are but then I feel like you can really change um, from your environment and the people that you hang out with. I read this really interesting thing. Well, it wasn't, I don't think I read it actually. It was a TED talk. Um, And it was saying the five people that you hang out with most in your life is basically who you are. So like you're a fifth of each of the five people that you hang out with. So let's say I don't know, let's just, uh, Amy and, and, uh, ah, I don't know. So like Amy and Diane and whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm a fifth of Amy, a fifth of Diane, a fifth of da, 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 a fifth of da, 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 and a fifth of da, da, da. And that is who I am. So none of us are anything. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Like we're all just like mirrors of each other in different ways. So I'm a mirror, like I'm a fifth of Amy. And then if Amy regards me as her top five people in her life, she's just a fifth of me. So we're basically 
a part of each other is exactly the same because we're just copying each other and mirroring each other. If you see what I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I explained that very well, but I thought that was so interesting because it just shows how uh, influenced you are by the people that are around you and the people that you hang out with. And I definitely, definitely see this. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I'm so absorbing of my environment. Like I'm literally like a sponge, like where I am, I just quite like, I just soak in that environment and I soak in the people around me. So like if I'm with loads of extroverts, I feel like I need to be an introvert to like balance it. Or if I'm with an introvert, I feel like I need to be an extrovert to balance it. And I just feel like I'm always absorbing the environment and just trying to balance it. I don't know if that makes any sense. I don't know if you guys feel the same, but um, yeah, I don't, I find it difficult to know what that core self is because I'm always just bouncing off the environment and the people I'm hanging out with that I like, I become those people, you know, I'm, I'm like, they pull one part out of me and that's who I'll be with them. And then with another person, they'll pull a different part out of me and that's who I'll be with them. So I find it really weird. Cause I'm like, what is, what am I like on my own? What am I without any influence of society? What are you? Sorry, this is getting, this is getting really deep. Um, hopefully it's interesting. But um, yeah, I feel like I'm very, my, I don't know, my aura, I guess, is very osmotic. Is that a word? Like very transparent. It's very like fluid and able for things to like move in and out. Whereas there are some people that I can think of who are very solid, who are very, they're just that everywhere you know they're that person in all scenarios no matter what the scenario is they don't mold there's nothing wrong with it but they just don't mold to the situation they're just themselves and yeah there's nothing wrong with that that's I'm actually a bit jealous because it shows that they've got a very good sense of self they've got a very good grounding of who they are and they're just that and if people don't accept that they don't care they're just they want to be themselves and they don't, they're not worried that they have to mold to a certain person. And I feel like if you're like that, it's very easy to find the people who are like you because you're not going to change for anyone. Do you see what I mean? Whereas if you're like quite fluid, then you're going to be changing between people and you're going to be like a different type of person depending on who you are with. That's how I feel anyways. Um, how did we even get to this? But um, yeah, I think that's just so interesting though, isn't it? That you are a fifth of the top five people. But basically the top five people you hang out with is who you are. So you are not really yourself. You're just the reflection of those five people. I found that really interesting. And I hope you did too, because I just talked about it for five minutes. So I'll uh, let you listen to some more music. And uh, thanks for listening to that. Uh, my little rant about life getting deep now, guys. It's going to get serious this, this episode. Um, yeah, okay. I'll see you in a bit.
I feel like we can't talk about childhood without talking about puberty. Um, God, that time, puberty is just the worst, isn't it? It's honestly hell. Like, it's just awful. It's just, you have no idea what's happening to you. You have no idea what's going on. You have no idea who you are. And it's just like all happening at the same time, isn't it? It's just a crazy time to be alive. I feel like I hit puberty really early. I was like... 10 when I got my first period um which is really young actually that is that is really young apparently the earlier you get your period the shorter you are because it like you stop growing so that's why I'm so short um fun fact uh, but um yeah it's just I just remember feeling very embarrassed like it was kind of just what was it when in year six Um, there was only I don't know 14 of us in the whole year Um, and it was just me and this other girl who had hit puberty and then everyone else were just like stick figures still and I just felt very embarrassed I don't know I I felt very like weirdly singled out in a in a in a like annoying way you know, like not in a good way, in a bad way. Um, yeah, I remember playing sport and like hunching over because I was so embarrassed about everything that was growing. Um, yeah, just feeling awkward. That is that is the word, isn't it? Of like from like 11 to 15, just being a bit awkward. Um, I was looking back at some pictures of me when I was like 14 very weird I look completely different I honestly look so different like I don't even recognize myself um oh literally I thought I was like so cool it's so embarrassing um yeah very very awkward time those like early teens you know but I was really grateful to have spent those times at well most of those times in uh at my school my secondary school which I went to when I was 11 um and it was an all girls school so and it was boarding so it was just like i just had no one to impress you know what i mean like you don't see the real world really it was kind of a fake a fake world a fake it was a bubble you know um but that really helped me come out of my shell because it meant that i wasn't embarrassed about what like my body was going through or whatever like we were all going through it we were all super awkward and like spotty and you know just just not in the best uh with like phase looks wise I guess but um there was nothing to be ashamed of and there was nothing to worry about because we were all in it together and we were all stuck in the middle of this sheep field just like hanging out 
playing a sport, learning a few things and just like chatting. And yeah, I have, I have really fond, uh, memories of that school. Um, I know some people in my year don't, and I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but, uh, it was, it was really great for me. I think personally, especially being like only child, it was nice to go and hang out with like all these other people, um, at school and just, yeah, it was, it was really enjoyable time. It's actually crazy how much those years shape you. Like your secondary school is literally going to be who you are. Do you know what I mean? It's literally going to be, it's going to teach you all the values that you hold now. Like it's going to, you're going to make friends for life. It's just, it's a very important part of making who you are. Um, and because you're in that place in the most, like in the time when you're most absorbent and influenced by other people and the world around you, you're so at that age, you're so, um, kind of, I don't want to say fluid again, but you are just very fluid to the things around you and yeah, you're very easily shaped. Um, so I do think it's super important, uh, what you, what your life was like during those ages, because I genuinely think that really shapes who you are and also just how, not just like, um, who you're friends with, but also the lessons you learn, like the genuinely just the smallest things, you know, like in the lesson, if you're the smartest person or if you're not that's going to shape your ambition that's going to shape your drive I don't know maybe that's that's wrong but I just find it very odd how they have like sets with like top set middle set bottom set because if you're being told that you're in bottom set I'm not saying I'm this is a generalization but if you're told that you're in bottom set you are more likely to not work as hard because you've been told you are at the bottom. So the actual gap between the top and the bottom just become bigger. Because if you think about it, if someone's telling you that you are beautiful, you're going to start believing it because we're so, we find other people's opinions about ourselves even more important than the opinions of ourselves. So if someone's telling you something, you're very likely to believe it. And I find it very odd how schools label the sets like that, because if you're told that you're amazing at a subject, you're going to have way more uh, drive and ambition to be good at that subject because you want to uphold that image that you're good. And equally, if you're in the bottom set, you're going to feel like you don't deserve to be good at it. I'm not saying that everyone's like that. And I'm not saying that you don't have drive if you're not in it. But I mean, I felt when I was in uh, middle set maths, I was kind of just like, mm, like, I'm not I'm not the best. So like, I'm not going to do the extra work because extra workers for the best, you know, and it makes you not push yourself because you're like, 
if I'm not the best, I don't need to do this extra stuff. But then equally, it can go either way. I mean, it can really push you if you're in a lower set and you want to achieve a higher set, but it takes a lot more uh, hard work. And that's why it's a lot more impressive when um, people who aren't in the top set do well, because they've been portrayed as people who don't do well. So to be always told that you don't do well and then to work really hard to be good, that is more, I think, more of an achievement than if you're good at something and then you just get a bit better, if you see what I'm saying. Um, Because if you're told that you're really bad at something and you completely ignore that and push yourself and you know you have to have more self-belief is what I'm trying to say. You have to have more courage and confidence in yourself to do well if you're valued as lower. Sorry, that's my clock. I don't know if you can hear it. Um, But it's more of a big deal if you can get to the top because everyone's telling you that you're not the top. Right. Well, after that, deep chat. Um, it's going to be very deep, guys, this this episode. Um, I'm going to play you a couple of songs and I'll see you in a bit.
it's also so crazy to think about how many decisions you have to make at such a young age, which are going to really basically determine your life. Um, I don't want to freak you guys out, but I mean, I feel like most of us have made the big decisions kind of at at this age. I feel like when once you're at uni, you've kind of made all the all those decisions that will determine, um, I don't know, kind of who, who you are. Because I don't know, let's say I didn't take history. So the last history lesson that I took was in year nine, which is actually dreadful because it means that I know absolutely no history. But um, that is now who I am. I, I don't know anything about history, but I can tell you quite a bit about geography. And, you know, that decision is just you make um what one one evening they send out the the like form and you're just like yeah I'll do that as an A level yeah I'll do that as a GCSE whatever and that actually really uh has a big impact on who you are because now I know absolutely nothing about history I know absolutely nothing about latin um and yeah I feel like I mean I did uh, for A-level, I did biology, English, and God, I can't remember, geography. Uh, and I did drama for one year. But imagine if I had done, you know, RS, history, Latin, and uh, French. I'd be a completely different person, I think, because I'd be learning such different things. And what you learn in class really... Uh, you know, you're going to think about it. You're going to be, you're going to have to revise it. You're going to have to really, really learn it and know it like the back of your hand. And you'll be exploring ideas that you can only explore within that subject. You know, I would never explore religion uh, in biology. And so I know nothing about that. But then that's actually a big part of society is religion but I was never taught that in the classroom. Um, yeah, it's just, how much do you think that influences who you're friends with? Because at school, I found all my friends pretty much were people who were doing my subject or people that had similar interests in me. And I feel like at school, that is a big part of your education, your official, you know, education is a big part of who you're friends with because you're going to hang out with them a lot. Whereas at uni, it doesn't really matter what degree you do. I mean, after you get past like freshers week, no one's really asking anyone what degree they're doing and that doesn't matter. And I think that's quite interesting in the way that people pick friends because you can't base your friends off, uh, what you learn in the classroom. You can't talk about that, which is a big part of your life is, is what you learn, you know, in your lectures and stuff. That's what you're pretty much doing every day. And when you're talking to your friends, that's something that you can't really talk about because you don't have common ground with that. So you have to find common ground in things outside of the classroom. And I think that's how you really find true uh, friends, because it's people that you can talk to who don't actually have the same interests as you, but you're still able to talk about things that you both like enjoy and you enjoy each other's company. Um, 
Yeah. Isn't that weird, though? That at school, it's very... The whole... I don't know, the whole thing is just education, isn't it? It's just learning and and uh, getting those grades, getting the exams done. But with uni, it's that's just such a small part of of your life. Um, yeah, I don't know. I found that quite difficult, actually, uni, to not value my success on my work. I've always done that. It's just, I don't know, it's just in my DNA. Like I really, I really don't know how to ever overcome that. And I don't think I ever will. I'm, I've always associated hard work with success. I mean, I've associated the busier I am, the more successful I am. And I've always done that. And I don't think, you know, it's kind of come to a point in my life where I just don't think that's going to change. I mean, I could have changed it during like my teens, but I feel like now that I'm almost 20, I don't think that's ever going to change. And I think that's just a big part of who I am. And I've kind of always been like that. I mean, I've always been a bit of a perfectionist and I've seen how that has been good in my life, but also extremely unhelpful. Um, yeah, there are good aspects of perfectionism, I think. Um, but I can completely see, I mean, I've gone through the bad bits of it as well. But I, yeah, I really found it difficult to value myself, um, not based off the stuff I was doing, you know, because at uni, you go to a couple of lectures a day. That's, you know, there's 24 hours in a day. What are you going to do? And because I wasn't busy and because I wasn't really that uh, stressed, I guess, I guess, uh, it's just, it was very weird to have any sense of self because that was all I knew. And I find it interesting how school is so much harder than uni. I mean, obviously what you're learning and the depth of what you're learning at uni is deeper, obviously, and more complicated, but it's only one subject and it's a subject you enjoy. And it's just not the contact hours and stuff. It's just way, way less. At school, you're like plowing through those GCSEs, trying to get through your A-levels. It's just very like on, 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 no stopping and you know, you're sitting in the libs and you're just like, Jesus Christ, everyone's learning everything and I can't learn anything. And I don't know, I remember, especially in the last year, just being extremely stressed and not being able to relax at all, like struggling to sleep and stuff, because how can you relax? Like one of the, one of the really big parts of your life, um, is coming up. Like your exams are a big deal. They're not everything, but they are important. And, um, they will determine what uni you go to, what you do, um, and ultimately who you make friends with and the life you lead. So there is a lot of pressure. And then all that pressure is just completely released in uni. And, you know, some people thrive off that. Some people thrive off the fact that there is no pressure. But, I mean, there is no, there is some pressure, but not never to the extent of A-levels. I think that's the stress, most stressed you'll ever be um, in terms of like education. Um, yeah. And then you arrive at uni and it's just completely relaxed. And that really shocked me. Um, I wasn't able to understand that I had any value, that I had any purpose or meaning without being super busy. And 
that was something that I really had to get through. And I really had to try to find things about myself that I liked that weren't anything to do with education and getting a good mark and being praised. And it was, it was hard for me to understand that, I think, because I've always been like quite a good student, I guess. Like I've always been, like, I've always followed the rules. I've just, I like rules. Um, I just, I just do. I mean, does that make me boring? Probably, but I've just always been quite good, I guess. And there was no way for me to show that at uni. There was no way, there was no rules. There literally, there's no rules. Um, you can turn up to, a, you can just like not turn up to a lecture. No one will care. No one will miss you. You won't be punished. You can do whatever you want. You can go and have a coffee instead. There was nothing restraining me. And weirdly, I liked that structure. I liked that order. Um, and I always have, and I always will. And that's just who I am. But it was an important lesson for me to also see the joy in letting go and taking time off. And that's why I found this year quite productive in a weird way. I feel like I've learned a lot of things about myself. I've really challenged myself um, like mentally, I feel. I, I don't know. I uh, Is this embarrassing? Uh, kind of. Um, but I feel like I know myself in a way that I didn't know myself this time last year. And I'm really proud of that. So you guys need to try that. I mean, a lot of my friends have, have got a very good sense of self and uh, seem to be miles miles ahead of me. But um, if you're feeling a bit lost, just take some time. Honestly, just be a bit selfish. Like, just do it. No one really cares. Like, everyone's got their own life to live. If you want to take some time out, you take some time out, hon. You do what you want. Like, <laughs> no one is bothered about about anyone else except themselves. So, you just do what feels right and what makes you happy. And um, you'll be you'll be good to go. It looks like that random generator thing really didn't really didn't go to plan, but it sparked a conversation and uh, it's been chatty. It's been a chatty one. It's been a deep one, but I actually kind of enjoy that. I quite, I feel like that's quite me. Um, so yeah, I feel like I'm going to, going to use that again next week and uh, see how it goes and see what I can come up with. Um, some deep conversations for your Tuesday lunch. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I'm really proud of this one, actually. I quite, I really enjoyed this one. Um, and I hope you did too. All right. Well, have a lovely, lovely day um, and a lovely week. I'll see you next week. And thank you so much for tuning in once again. I really, really appreciate it.